Up next, it's another winning week for us as Justin Thomas gets it done in the Players' Championship. We gave it to you last week in our picks at plus 2,000. That is four outright winners in the last seven tournaments we have given you since Patrick Reed at Torrey Pines. So this is an amazing run, and we're going to continue to try to ride this heater as long as we can and give you all the info we can for the Honda Classic this week. Johnny Strauser joins me next as we break it down. Welcome to Your Best Bets. We are recording this on a Monday night like normal, and we are going to be previewing the Honda Classic this week, which is a, uh, I guess, compared to the last six weeks of tournaments, it's the worst field that we've talked about, and it's maybe the worst field we've talked about since we started recording this show in November. Uh, joining me to preview the Honda and, of course, break down the Players' Championship where we saw Justin Thomas uh, have a historic ball-striking weekend to come back and win, Johnny Strauser. What's up, Johnny? Feel good to be here, and uh, it's always good um, when we record these on a Monday to talk about, um, you know, talk about a win that we got uh, that we picked on the pod uh, last week, and so... Had a little uh, extra money here, and and if you don't mind me telling this story here to, to to start before we get into it here, so we've had a pretty good run here with these with these events here, picking these winners and whatnot. So you know, been been making a little bit there, and uh, um, pretty good day today because I picked up uh, a, a new a couple new golf clubs from uh, the Fort Wayne Golf Garage. Um, got fitted for some clubs um, in December and. Didn't really uh, uh, do much about it. I was I, I got the numbers. I, I got professionally fitted uh, with Dave Belleville. Uh, Matt Schmidt is the other guy who who runs the place and uh, um, got fit for for some uh, some golf equipment that I didn't think I was that would even work for me or anything like that. And um, decided to pull the trigger here after we got a couple wins here and. Uh, he did a really good job uh, of fitting me. I've, I uh, can't wait to take it out next week if this weather gets a little bit nicer. And and uh, um, if you know if anybody's looking to get uh, get into some custom golf equipment, he's got TrackMan and he's got uh, the the top of the line simulators that the PGA Tour guys use. And and I wanted to make sure I, I mentioned it here just because, like I said, he did such a great job with uh, with with getting me into the the, the right driver in three wood. So. Good day today after uh, after a good little run that we've had. Yeah, duh. yeah, Matt and Dave are awesome. And uh, <clears throat> if you haven't checked out the golf garage, you've got to check it out. Uh, it's a really good establishment, doing a lot of good work. And uh, yeah, I think they're really making a name for themselves. Glad to hear you you got hooked up with them and they got fitted. You're going to be swinging like Justin Thomas fairly soon. I'm confident. Um, Let's 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 break down the players, um, and I guess I guess before we get to the the tournament breakdown, as you alluded to, um, man, we can't be stopped. We cannot be stopped, and and I say that, and we'll probably uh, you know just lose with flying colors this week at Honda. But uh, 
we gave you Justin Thomas in on the, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I I talked about him last week and I said I'll probably keep betting him because uh, something I just I just really like to do and I did this with Dustin Johnson last summer is when I see elite players with elite talent just dropped uh, in their odds to what I call basement level numbers. It's it's you know they're they're going to turn it around historically. It, Justin Thomas doesn't go in these stretches that long where he doesn't get a win. He doesn't play well. And the numbers had been trending for a couple weeks. Uh, the results weren't there, but the ball striking was really close. The iron play had been there. Um, and we finally saw him put it together just basically in 36 holes. We're talking about someone that struggled to make the cut Friday. I mean, he was grinding. And then he leads the field, strokes gained tee to green Saturday, does it again on Sunday. I think he gained almost 10 shots on the field, uh, ball striking, tee to green. And uh, that was awesome. So we are on a hot, I mean, this is a ridiculous run. Um, probably going to end soon, but we're just going to keep riding it until uh, till it ends. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun figuring out these winners. And when you can get these guys before the tournament starts, when you can pick them and bet them on Wednesdays um, when they've got the best odds available, I mean, that's that's the best because, you know, it, the live bets are always good. But, I mean, Justin Thomas started at, at uh, you know, what was it, plus 2,000 or so. Yeah. And and even if he shoots under par, you know, one under par or something like that, and he's, he's six or seven back, he's not going to have those kind of odds even after the first day, as long as he's got a threat to make the cut. So um, that was a great pick. It was, you know, great idea to stick with him. Um, a lot of times with these elite players, like you said, you, you've, you know, it's just only a matter of time. And once they kind of get things right, um, they're, you know, they're, they're going to bust out and they're going to bust out in a good way like this. So the, the front nine, he was hitting it so tight. Um, nearly every hole and missing every putt losing i think over two two strokes uh putting to the field in the front nine he he gets a tap in birdie on nine after he hits a green and two and then and then he birdies 10 he made about a 10 footer and i think that was the key to the round because he finally saw a putt go in um and then the eagle putt on 11 and that's when i said okay he's he's got this he's gonna win this thing and then he followed up with the drive over the green on 12 great chip to to a kick in and um i th- at that point i'm like this guy he's gonna win by two or three and and then he, he misses the three footer on 14 and it just and then westwood comes back and he hits one of the best fairway bunker shots you'll ever see on 14 uh about 200 yards sticks it to about eight feet makes the putt and ties it but then we get to 16 and this was i mean just just shows <laughs> J- jt's shot making ability and um I think Dustin Johnson, when he has it going, he's he's so good. But he put, basically plays one way, right? He hits that cut off the tee. He'll he'll even play that cut on dogleg lefts, and he'll just play that shot. Uh, but JT's a shot maker, and he hits this. Uh, it's it's it almost looks like a uh, a snap hook. Almost it flies two hundred thirty yards. It rolls out sixty five yards. Uh, gets it around the corner. I mean, it's such a cool shot. I, I almost wonder, did he, did he try to do that? I don't know if he meant to do it that drastically, but either way. And then he gets up there in the next shot, hits a cut five wood into the wind, holds it up there, um, hits it to about, it hits on the left side of the green in two putts. But I thought those shots back-to-back were, it kind of displayed how just 
the ability this guy has to pull off shots. Absolutely agree. Um, and I think this is why this is why JT is, you know, I think he's kind of regarded as the the best all around play, player or the best upcoming because he's got that old school um, kind of kind of way where he plays where he can work the ball. Um, worked the ball to the right, worked the ball to the left, and that one, that tee shot on 16 was pretty cool. It looked like it was just a, a trap draw, toe hook, you know, just a lame duck tra- type shot. But it looked like uh, I think he was trying to do that in some way, and it probably I think it was a little bit lower than what he you know intended, but it worked out really really well. And and that second shot, I mean, th- that is where players' championships have been decided with guys hitting close on 16 into you know par five having an eagle putt and some of them have, have rinsed it in the water right or long and he had that uh um, that glorious you know high hold hold up five wood there and um yeah, so you know good. i think i think bones with guy said that was a, one of the best shots he'd seen all week and and i mean that was just such a such a clutch shot because you lose that thing generally uh, off an upslope you're going to lose that thing short to the right into the water and he was able to hold it in, the, in there. But back to kind of what you said just a second ago, the one thing after everybody was kind of collapsing and, and nobody was really taking control in the front nine, he was hitting the ball outstanding. I mean, his, he was hitting every single green, giving himself birdie chances. They, they weren't, you know, overly close chances, but he was hitting greens. He was he was making easy pars. And, and the one thing is he never got frustrated. He never got impatient. I think he just kind of hung in there and just knew that he was hitting the ball well enough. He just had to see a putt fall and, and you know, a good two putt on eight and then um, making that putt on 10. And, and, and after that, it, you know, when he gets on those, those runs, I mean, it's, it's generally all over. He's one of your, your, your true closers in, in golf right now. You know, when we talk about these, these, these great players, he's, he's one of them. So yeah, he had the little hiccup there with the three putt, but you know, he, he kind of righted it and, and, and then hit some just great shots, which is what you've got to do at the TPC Sawgrass. I mean, it forces you to hit different types of shots, high lo- high ones, low ones, hooks, draws, and, and he's got them all in the bag and, and used them, and, and, you know, now he's the player's champion. The the tee shot on 18 as well, uh, I mean, that was, that was, that was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, that was he, – he did get a, a generous kick uh, when that ball landed. If it continued on that trajectory of you know, the right-to-left spin, I could have easily ended up in the water. So he probably was a little fortunate there. Uh, but he got it down there to a point where he – I mean, he just had a wedge in, and the second shot was, was fairly simple at that point. Something I really like about Sawgrass, and, I you know, they said, talked about it on the broadcast all week, especially Azinger, was um, it, you you can get into advantageous positions uh, off the tee and, you know, into the green with um, playing closer to the trouble um, – You'll have better better angles and uh, you know better angles at the at, at the pin and but you got to take on the trouble. If you play away from the trouble, it usually is going to end up uh, you know hurting you in the end, whether it's off your driver, off your second shot. Um, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that risk reward that Sawgrass brings, and I think that plays into JT's strength, the way he hits his irons, and he has talked about how he has thought he you know 
would always win here. He has played it well. He, you know, we've seen him go low here in the past. That's why I really liked him this week. I didn't think it would be so tight making it to the weekends, um, but uh, he's just he's just a real dude. And I mean, we're talking about fourteen wins, um, a major and a players. Uh, I mean, the, we've talked about the trajectory of his career being a generational player. I still believe that at age 27 that we're talking about a guy that's going to win 30 times, and now it's just can he up his game in the majors, which is the only thing that's been lacking. Yeah, um, I mean he's got he's got the all around game, and, and you know Tiger Tiger loves him because I think he sees he sees himself in in JT both uh, his fiery personality and uh, competitiveness. As well as his physical game, and um, you know, I, I'm thinking we only scratched the surface. I mean, the one thing that Tiger could always do that that JT has not been able to do is is when he gets emotional like that. Is Tiger was has been the greatest in the history of maybe sports of channeling that uh, that type of uh, maybe maybe negativity, but that that fiery uh, sort of emotion and and focusing in on the next shot. And and he's you know Thomas like a lot of you know good players uh, has to learn that, but I think this was kind of a big deal you know with what happened um, with him uh, earlier in the year you know when when he got in in the news there for the uh, the inappropriate comment at Kapalua and then um, you know going through the struggles of his golf game and then his his grandfather who he was very close to passing away you know you just look at it that maybe maybe he's kind of. Um, grounded himself and 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 as far as you know not not getting overly um, excited or, or or too emotional on the golf course and just kind of being a little bit more patient because I think that's the one thing that uh, you know is, is what Tiger was able to do is he could get mad when he needed to get mad he could be patient when he needed to be patient and that's something that I think Thomas has the um, capabilities of doing and, and I I could easily see him his game translating into, into any major championship um, going forward here. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that I think his golf game also fits a lot of uh, a lot of the golf courses. Um, and it's just a matter of whether he can keep that, that putter going. And, and a lot of it is is your attitude because with putting being such a mental part of the game is, is understanding what to expect uh, with your golf clubs and with your golf game and, and using that, uh, you know, for the better good of shooting lower scores. We, we've entered the territory now with JT and, and, and the parallel of his career with Spieth. And it's it's crossed over to a point where, you, you I mean, obviously Spieth still has the three majors. Um, but I think I saw that JT's won 11 times since Spieth last won. That's incredible. That's, Wow. And I, I think eventually, eventually it's going to, there it's converging, and, and eventually JT is going to pass him. Whether that's with one more major and three or four more wins, um, but it, it's kind of a, it's kind of amazing because Spieth was off to such a huge start in his career, and JT was a, a little bit slower, at least in 2015, 2016. But since 2017, I mean, there's no doubt JT has been a far superior player. Uh, far superior ball striker, and we'll, I want to talk about Spieth in a second. But um, 
again, I still think JT's on that path to becoming, you know, potentially a top 20, 25 player of all time. Um, I mean, I know, I know we like to make big calls, future calls on this podcast, but, um, I really think he's got that kind of a talent and he's got that, uh, mental fortitude where he wants to be the best. I mean, he really cares and he's still at that point in his career where he's going to be grinding it out. Um, he takes down Lee Westwood, who I think one of us said it last week. You could, I think one of us said, you know, you could argue that he's going to be a great fit for the for the players because of uh, just how he's hitting the golf ball and his putting has finally come around. Where this guy's making everything now. Um, he hangs around, and I, I I saw where he said he he. He thinks he got a little bit tired in, in the fourth round. His ball striking kind of went away. He stayed in it with the putter on the front nine. Um, but it's pretty damn impressive for a 47-year-old guy back-to-back weeks to be in the final group and have a chance to win. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, it, it is remarkable. Um, considering where his game had had one time plummeted and now, you know, it's slow – I guess slowly, but it has creeped its way into being a you know a very very good player once again. And and I thought he, man, I thought when when Bryson was kind of struggling on that front nine, that Westwood had a serious you know chance at winning that event. He he kind of followed with some bad shots as well, um, and until he could get the ship righted, but just made made few too many bogeys and and whatnot. But pretty cool to see. I mean, to see someone who. You know, uh, was a good player coming out, then then kind of fell off the face of the earth a long time ago, rose to number one, not winning a major championship, and then and then went down to nothing and was n- kind of not heard of, heard from for a couple of years, you know, for the most part. And now this uh, mid mid to late forties resurgence and being able to hang with these guys is is impressive. And and considering how you know his one one struggle in his entire career has been putting. Um, it's so hard the older you get with the the fast twitch muscles and the nerves and everything in your arms and hands to be able to be a, a good putter in your late 40s or to be able to putt well enough to play in the final group of, of two consecutive big-time PGA Tour events is pretty amazing. And, and I thought he was going to get it done, uh, but you know I don't think you can uh, um, fault him at all for not winning just, just because of – not how good the fields are, but you know, pretty cool, pretty cool story to see in general. Just to see him kind of come back and and play as good as he has. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. He's not. He wasn't losing to, um, you know, like Luke List here and Patrick Rogers the last two weeks. I mean, he's losing to arguably two of the three best players in the world right now, yep. and, and Bryson and JT. So uh, crazy impressive and he did rise to number one in the world that was also during the tiger scandal time so we got a kind of that was the luke donald number one era as well briefly um that was a weird time in golf but just wanted to put a footnote to that number one ranking if if we're going to be fair if we're going to be fair um I, I, I get, we got to talk about the front nine for a minute and the, just yes. the insanity that happened on the fourth hole. I mean, it was awesome. I loved it because, A, it brought JT back into the mix clearly. Um, B, but because I, I just haven't seen that. Um, you know, so Bryson gets up there. He's got a – was he? do you have a four iron or like a four hybrid or what was it? Uh, it was a four iron. Okay, so, I mean, t- 
to me, he just cold topped it. Now I saw where he came out and said it was it was cracked, I believe, and which has to be the least believable thing that I've 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 you know seen today. So he he puts it in the creek. Um, you know, I don't even know how far that ball went. One hundred and fifty yards, something like that. I think it was one hundred and thirty-four or one hundred forty-eight yard yeah. carry is what it was. Yeah, and and then shanks his next shot into you know. God knows where actually makes an awesome double bogey from, um, you know, from the, from the pine straw there, and then Westwood is is hitting these lazy, you know, twelve handicap cuts um, off of number two and number four. Um, that was that was crazy though. And then at the same time, Brendan Todd shanked one on seventeen and almost hit the little islands. The flower island, like the true island, <laughs> and he's got to take like a like a buoy over there to hit off of that. I mean, that was an awesome sequence. Well, I Shane Bacon, as soon as that finished, tweeted like, "Imagine if your buddy just went to go get a snack or something like that, you know, or run to the McDonald's or something like that, and he came back and asked you what happened or what did he what he missed, and it's like that was the most the weirdest like." 20 30 minute stretch i think ever and one of the crazy things about the that bryson t shot which he he topped it i i he, he can claim the club was broken or whatever that that's that's you know whatever there but nothing's ever his fault he had 152 no. mile per hour ball speed on that top and I just to put that. things in just to put things in perspective, so when I was at Trackman uh, earlier this year at uh, at the golf garage, I was hitting drivers. I was with my driver, uh, the driver I was testing, with great golf swings. I mean, these were full out great, great golf swings. I was like one fifty eight, one fifty nine ball speed. That's incredible. And average tour players are one sixty eight to one seventy one ish on their, their ball speed. He's in the upper one eighties to one ninety. But that was like, I mean, to be able to hit that, and it was weird because it looked like he legitimately like topped it, but it carried 140 yards, and like Westwood after that was like, hey man, I'll do you one better. I'll just hit this weak, you know, weak cut here in a in a hazard that's not even in play on this hole. We'll find it though. Yeah, and it, it was just like, I, I mean, I don't even know. It's just like what the what the hell happened? That was incredible, and and. I, listen, I'll, I'll talk about Bryson, and I actually thought he was impressive this week and, and in some other ways. But, I mean, when he hit that second shot, and he, I mean, or I, I guess it was, it was his third after the penalty. But, um, you know, he's, his, he, just, he just bitches in a way. It's like, what is that? What is going on? You know, I, I, I'm like, listen, I, I mean, and, and then he also did something on Saturday when he, he, he was in the bunker on 14, and he gets it, he hits it you know, hit up there and, and it lands real soft. And he's like, gotta love the, gotta love these player championships, soft greens. I'm like, just, you gotta stop because one week you're more likable. And then the next week you, you kind of revert back to being whiny when things don't go your way, which tour players can, can kind of tend to be. But, um, Aside from that, I was actually impressed with him because it's not necessarily a golf course that he can overpower. You had he you, you obviously have some holes where you can do it. You know, a couple of the par fives, but a lot of the a lot of it is really playing strategically and playing small ball. And um, he did that really well. And I thought his I thought his short game was awesome, especially Saturday. I mean, he was getting up and down from some spots that were really difficult. Um, I mean, people forget that. 
I mean, before all this distance came about in the last year, he, he was a top 10 player in the world. <laughs> he did he did win the NCAA title. He did win a USAM. Uh, he had won five tournaments prior to this. So I think people forget this guy was all around really, really good at golf before the distance came about. But I was impressed with him, and I still think the floor for him is incredibly high. And, I mean, for the Masters, it's it's kind of trending in a good position for him, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, you could his game, you know, looks like it translates into hit the ball anywhere, find it and hit again. He's smart enough though to understand what he needs to do on on these golf holes. If he's playing pretty good to good, I mean, you could bet him on on any golf tournament you feel comfortable with the odds. I mean, you can't say really a course is not good for him because He'll figure out a way to play it, and he'll figure out a way to play it well. I mean, the player, you know, TPC Sawgrass was is not technically set up well for him, um, but you know he's playing after winning the week before. You know, I wonder if, if fatigue was a little bit. You know, swing kind of got off uh, Saturday there, and 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 you know bled into Sunday. Um, if it was kind of the same thing, but I mean, you, the U.S. Open Wingfoot is the one golf course, the U.S. Open golf course that's not made for him, and he won by you know however many shots it was. So. Um, yeah, you got to just look at him like the masters. He's going to win one of those. He's going to win a players. I'm sure any event that you feel comfortable with the odds and you know, he's playing halfway decent. I mean, he's, he, he's almost an an, an auto bet at at one point. Yeah. I, I, I probably like him more for, uh, the U S open still than the, than the masters, um, uh, based on just how, how we can play out of the rough and, and, and the U.S. Open, almost everyone's going to be in the rough. And uh, I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the the floor on his game is incredibly high. Even when he's not playing his best, he's still in the mix. Um, still in the mix for a huge t- championship. Um, you want to talk about Rory? I do want to talk about Rory. Let's do yes. it. Go, yeah, the, you, uh, you you lead in with that. So so he missed the cut. Played, played just dreadful. I mean – he was he was as bad as Rory could be, and after Friday's uh, round, he did the his press conference there, and I don't have the quote with me here, but made a really interesting admission, which which is uh, classic Rory. Love it that he would he would make uh, uh, an admission like that, but basically had had talked about how Bryson, um, how he won the U.S. Open with bombing it. And then gouging it out of the rough that was not supposed to be easy to gouge out of, that had kind of changed Rory's game into wanting that same kind of speed, wanting uh, to be able to bomb it up there with uh, with Bryson, because he thought that this is how they're going to build golf courses to anti Bryson a golf course, um, you know, and he would have to get to that type of way because he would he felt that that's the only way he's going to win like a U.S. Open and, and whatnot, but. Um, made the admission there that he had changed his swing. Um, this guy, Rory, what, past 10, 10 to 12 years, best driver of the golf ball by far. I mean, you know, probably one of the best ever, if not the best. And changing his game like that, um, made the admission that that's kind of what he was trying to do. And, and without getting too technical with the golf swing there, um, most golfers, you look at Bryson especially, has a really upright swing, and that's uh, a much more consistent swing because it's less rotation in the club. 
the club head. So it's it's uh, it's usually a straighter shot to be more upright. Well, Rory to hit it fur- further since he's a little guy had to get more flat. If you think of like uh, Matt Kuchar, who has his hands really low on the backswing, and for a guy like Rory, he could really rotate his hands and his body and hit it really really far. But you you then have trouble making it more consistent to square the club up and. Brandel Chambly, who's on the Golf Channel, had mentioned it uh, a few times. He said, "This is this is what he's doing." He he sh- he showed a picture at Impact of Peak Rory, uh, you know, back you know ten years ago versus now, and before he was much more upright and over the ball, kind of covering the ball. Uh, you'd have to Google the picture to see what I mean there, but he's basically swinging it more consistent down the line when he was. When he was hitting it far, but he was hitting fairways, he was hitting greens. Now he's a lot more underneath it to kind of hit that hard draw that that goes further. And Bryson's game kind of kind of got in Rory's head there for the past couple of years. Now he's had a lot of other things go uh, with go, go wrong as well. I mean, just he's struggling in general. But he he made this admission that really really. Uh, made me do a double take. Really, it was that he admitted that he was uh, getting caught up in that distance thing, and that's uh, you know that's that's a huge thing when when these guys try to 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 you know when these elite players try to 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 make changes like that. You can make changes like Tiger's had several different swings. Bryson's transformed his body after winning five times. You know you've got to understand what your limitations are and what what these changes give to you so going forward if he can learn to kind of be a little bit more what how he used to swing the golf club i kind of like that because maybe he'll free himself up a little bit he'll feel less pressure as far as um you know because he'll he'll be more comfortable with his his old swing and he'll just understand i'm rory mcelroy one of the greatest players in the game if i play my game which you know won me these major championships you know, this is something going forward that, uh, um, you know, could be very promising for him um, because right now, you know, we'll talk from a betting sp- standpoint, you really can't bet him to win. I mean, he'll play well and finish top five, top ten, but you have – there's no there's no confidence just because of the swing here. So I don't know if that had the same kind of effect for you when you heard those, but to me it was like, okay, well, this is something. Where, when you got a problem, the first thing you do is you admit you got the problem and you got to figure out ways to fix it. Maybe he doesn't fix it by the Masters. Maybe it's by the U.S. Open. Maybe it's by the the Open Championship or the PGA. But at least he – I think this is a physical deficiency in why he's not playing well. And I think that could go a long ways into uh, um, seeing a, a, a newer version of Rory. Yeah, the physical causing causing the, the – the problems with the you know the shots that we've been seeing, but also now I think it's bled into the mental side of it. I mean, um, it's now he's losing confidence. It's it's in his head a little bit, and um, him sharing that information is is not a shock to me because I think I think he had mentioned prior in the season that you know he was trying to increase some speed. Um, other guys have been doing that, and I guess that's the Bryson effect after what everyone saw at Wingfoot. Um, it's it's really it's really made a huge impact with a lot of uh, a lot of guys on you know how they're going about the golf game now, um, trying to you know maximize distance. Um, with Rory, I just I just wonder you know if he w- was trying to outsmart himself and he just needed to trust how good he already was. Um, now I'm interested to see how long it might take t- 
to undo some of those changes and you know like you mentioned get get closer to where he was at you know uh, last summer when uh, I guess really last last spring when he was really playing well before the shutdown um, we'll see um, it's you're right you can't I don't think you can really bet Rory um, at this point and uh, we'll see him at match play next week I think and we'll see what see what happens there um, I was thinking that so far after after what we saw uh, at the players uh, this weekend, this has been an unbelievable run for golf since I really, I mean, since since starting Kapaloo in January. I mean, if you think about the winners that we've seen, um, some of the tournaments and good finishes we've seen, I think it's been just capped off with uh, this tour de force you know, that we saw the last 36 holes by JT. Um, I mean, this is this has been a really good, I mean, entertaining golf that we've seen uh, the first quarter of the season. Yeah, um, definitely agree with you there. You just look at the the quality of golf, though, the quality of players that are coming out, and a lot of them are are more PGA Tour ready than they ever were before, um, and they're not gonna they're not gonna stop coming out and uh, anytime soon. So, I think you look at a lot of the uh, the players who've been on tour for a little while, they see that, and you know. It's why they've got to, you know, ball out in these events because you're not going to get all these wins that, uh, you know, that had gone in the past when you had a, you know, a dominant player that, that had come out. I mean, you know, with you look at a guy like Phil Mickelson who had won, you know, years ago, he's won throughout his entire career, won a whole bunch of events. It's like is a guy like Justin Thomas who is arguably as good as, as Mickelson or, or, is, or is, you know, projecting out to be as good is he going to win that volume of events because when he played and tiger played the there there weren't this the, this huge depth of good players and with uh you know uh, you know with the these these events being critical to to for these guys to win you're not seeing the the guys all out of the blue um you know the the randoms the the long shots winning as often because these these guys when they come into to events they're they're preparing their bodies. They're preparing their their minds, and and these elite players are coming to play, and and they want to win as much as they can. So, you know, and it's it's definitely showing with uh, these competitive events, and and I can think of you know now that we were in the full golf betting is looking on a Sunday morning or Saturday night after the round is up, you know you look at the odds. The top like three guys have really really poor odds. You know they may be plus two hundred, plus two fifty, and plus four hundred, but these guys can come back and win from you know three, four, five, six shots. So, the the how bunch these leaderboards get because of the quality play and these these great players that you know golf's in a good spot um, with with uh, the high quality play and these and these big boys are are not messing around and they're coming out trying to win. They're just not out there to get a paycheck and and uh, you know earn their earn their money and and you know have their exemption for next year. They want to win as much as they can. To build their legacy, and I think that's what we're seeing. A result is is these great events week in and week out, and I think we'll continue to see. Uh, we mentioned JT. We got him at pre-tournament plus two thousand uh, Friday night as he was grinding to make the cut. He's plus eight thousand. That wow. That would have been that would have been nice to get in on. That. Wow. And, and I wish I would have um, had the foresight. I was I was 
<laughs> I w- at that point, I was tracking my other win bets, honestly. And then when he when he had that strong start to Saturday's round, he birdied the first four, and he, he got into the top five immediately. That's when he was on my radar. But uh, that just shows, again – uh, I mean, you just got you got to watch these guys live, and uh, you just never know. And a course like Sawgrass, and even a course like we're going to see this weekend at PJ National, you can see some big swings on the weekend if a guy really plays well. He can make up a lot of ground. So, um, yep. hey, can far- I can I can I interrupt you one, one second? I'll tell a story about that. I was so I was looking at Facebook uh, in a in a golf club uh, or a golf forum that I'm in, and uh, one guy he bet pre tournament he bet. Uh, 50 bucks on uh, Justin Thomas to win. I think he got him at about plus 1,800. So, you know, it was going to be a good little payout and everything like that. So what he did was, though, is um, when Thomas was through about 31, 32 holes, something like that, he had a live um, payout or cash out, I should say, early cash out of $12.41. And I don't know the dude. He was just – he posted it. He cashed out Friday for twelve dollars, and Thomas went on, you know, went on to win. So he's looking at like thousand dollar payout almost, and this guy, that's you know, <laughs> cashes out. So that's why it's important, like you said, just to just to keep an eye on things, and 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 sometimes twelve bucks isn't worth it. No, it's not, especially with that investment. I mean, it's just. Uh, Tim Tim bet JT, but he he cashed out for uh, late on the back nine when it was kind of tight, and uh, I think he still he made an awesome profit because he put fifty Good. on him. Um, uh, but yeah, you, you sometimes you just got to stick with it. Uh, any final thoughts on the players? Just uh, just it's a it's such a good event, and it's it's hard it's kind of hard to bet because of the 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 golf course. Like I said last week, it's. It really messes with you. Pete Dye really, really built that to, to you know, mess mess with these guys' minds here. But great event. Um, maybe one day we'll call it a fifth major, but you know the media changes it. But it is it's certainly the fifth biggest event, I think, uh, individual stroke play event on on the tour. And I love watching it. Perfect spot for for March. Don't keep, don't put it in May. Uh, love it each year. Gets gets us going for the. For the season here, you know, a few weeks away from Masters. Yeah. Yep, and uh, we continued the Florida Swing this week with the Honda Classic. This has been a real schedule casualty uh, (laughs) the last two, three years where this used to have a super elite field. I mean, Tiger has, you know, when when he's healthy, he has played here. Rory used to be a mainstay. JT, um, uh now this is a this is a tough scene on this field it really is mm-hmm. uh, and we'll talk about it when we get to the odds but uh, it's a really good golf course it's it's a really hard course uh, traditionally the, the winning score is anywhere between six to 12 under which is my favorite range um, and you get the wind blowing here and you can see some you can see some real train wrecks uh, it's, it's not long it's just over 7100 uh, par 70 of course Bermuda greens uh, Fazio designed originally, but uh, Nicholas redesigned it. Um, you'll hear the words bear trap at least 10 times, probably just on Sunday's telecast alone. Um, that's holes 15 through 17, obviously. Uh, but the winds are usually a, an issue here. I mean, I've seen it 20, 25 easy on a, on a weekend. 
and uh, it can be real, real tough. And there's, of course, a lot of water. So there's a lot of overlap, I think, with some of the, the key things you're looking for for this week that we looked at last week, don't you think? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, this, like you said, this golf course is hard. It is, you, you add the wins and it's really, really hard. Um, it's, it, it places a premium on, uh, on ball striking. Uh, there's supposed to be a little bit of wind um, come the weekend, it looks like. Not as much as I, they had originally forecasted, but you've got to hit it well because there's water all over the place here. And um, it's one of, the, one of the hardest events, uh, you know, the, the regular season events on tour each year. And um, one thing I looked at and I'm really focusing it on is once we go, you know, we'll go back to our strokes gained here. Um, strokes gained approach. Um, they looked at the top five finishers of the past several years, and the guys who finished strokes gained approach um, was almost twice as important as uh, as the off the tee and and the short game numbers. So it appears to be you got to be able to hit your irons well. You're going to miss greens, but um, the more you hit, um, obviously the uh, the the easier it seems like you'll get around. And and like I said, the the guys who tend to finish high. Hit the ball really, really well with their irons and uh, end up hitting a lot of greens that week. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that's that's the one thing I was looking at as well. I think um, you know par four scoring, especially you know four to four fifty, some importance in there. Um, you know, you can't spray it off the tee for sure. So I, I think last week I mentioned the good drives gain stat. I looked at that as well this week. Um, but I want ball strikers. Um, I, I'll put less of an emphasis on guys that you know are, um, you know, negative putters. Um, that's a foreshadowing of maybe a couple guys I like just based on the ball striking prowess. Um, so Sanjay's the Sanjay is the defending champion. Um, that's his one and only win, and it's course that he really profiles well at. I want to talk about him in a second because he's been doing some reverse Sanjay stuff the last, uh, I got three or four tournaments. Um, so let's get to the odds. The this is this is a reflection on how how rough this field is. Is uh, Dan Berger? Uh, by the way, he's he's one of the only guys that are Daniel that do- doesn't go by Dan. Uh, very few Daniels actually go by Daniel, but Daniel Berger is one of them. Um, just, just you know, an odd tangent for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Daniel Berger, uh, favorite in this field at plus ten fifty. That's amazing. Uh, Sanjay mm. is at plus thirteen hundred, and I'll go up to plus three thousand here. Uh, Joaquin Neiman at plus two thousand. Westwood at twenty two fifty. Westwood another week. Man, I wonder how long this is going to last. Shane Lowry, who was awesome on Sunday, he's all the way up at plus twenty nine hundred. And Russell Henley and Adam Scott at plus three thousand, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I have one guy that I like the most in that group. Uh, what about you? Well, I, I, yeah, one guy sticks out for me after after looking at it here. I I do like Shane Lowry. Um, I like him at plus twenty nine hundred. That, that's a pretty good number there. He he played well at uh, at Sawgrass. Hits the ball pretty good. Uh, can get around in the wind. Um, I I think he's trending. Um, he, he struggled uh, quite a bit since he won the Open Championship a couple years ago. 
Um, but I think there's uh, shown some signs of life here, and I think you know I think he can win a win an event. And with it being a little bit of a weaker field here, I I, I, don't, I don't mind him at all. Um, I'm probably going to throw a win bet and a top ten bet on him, uh, twenty nine hundred and a three fifty on the top ten. Um, Lee Westwood not as a win, but I almost feel like I got to throw something on him and and just maybe ride out this good play. I, I don't know if he's got much left in the tank because three weeks in a row um, being that competitive, but still, I mean, there might be some value as as a top ten finish. I don't love it, but I don't I don't hate it either. Um, Berger fit uh, fits the the mold for um, you know being a good strokes gain approach guy, as well as as putting. But at plus ten fifty, you I don't think you could touch him because that I mean that, I think those those odds are are quite short to me. It's, it's very short. Although I will say he he is a deserving favorite uh, in this field. I mean, actually looking at the numbers, I was shocked across the board how good he is. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the, the guy that I was drawn to is Joaquin Neiman at plus 2,000. Um, yeah. This His numbers are ridiculous. Uh, ninth in ball striking, 22nd in approach, 8th off the tee, 11th around the green, 30th in putting, top 30 in all categories in strokes gained. That is really balanced. Um I think he has been playing well for quite a while. Um, I mean, there was even going back to the playoff events last year, he almost won a playoff event. He was in the mix at, I believe, uh, well, tournament champions in Sony when he finished back-to-back seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the last couple weeks when he hasn't played great, he still finished in the top 30. Um, I think uh, Joaquin's got some value there at plus 2,000. Um, I also don't mind Shane Lowry there as well. Uh, Russell Henley is number one in this field in strokes and approach the last 24 rounds and even going back to the last 50 rounds. But I haven't seen enough out of Russell Henley, and I talked about him a lot in the fall, but um, I'm going to have to wait and see it before I bet it again. Um, you mentioned Adam Scott today to me, and uh, at plus 3,000, it looks good on paper, but he's been really bad off the tee, like really bad. Yeah, I you know I I looked a little bit more into that and he he has been um, yeah, he's a good ball striker he he'd be a good win player um, he's got the you know the big putter so you know he can maybe make some putts when it's gonna be neutralized uh, in this wind here but yeah, and he's he can't here. find and he's one here yeah but he's uh he's a guy who um, uh, yeah he's been really bad off the tee and he's he's been experimenting with different. Shafts in his driver uh, can't seem to get the right one, and when when you get a guy who doesn't quite feel good about about his equipment, um, if he's changing stuff out on a week to week basis, they're uh, generally a stay away from. Now, is he a guy to keep an eye on if you see that he's got a you know if he ends up hitting the ball good? Absolutely, because he could uh, he could, he might be a good live bet option. But with the driving and then the sus the suspect putting, for the most part, I, I still don't think plus three thousand. Is enough to tempt me pre-tournament. I'm with you. Lost five strokes uh, off the tee at the players, which is it's not Adam Scott like at all. Um, oh, I was going to talk about Sanjay. Let me go back to Sanjay real quick. So this this is crazy because we know Sanjay as just an elite ball striker, right? I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. about someone that is, you know, just 
compresses the ball well, doesn't miss a shot well. In the last 24 rounds, he's 90th in strokes gained approach. That's unbelievable. But, but he is first in strokes gained putting, and that that is totally backwards to what we would normally see from Sanjay, who's I, I would not say the strength of his game is putting at all. Um, so that's that's why I. I thought I'd like him more than I do, but I, I can't bet him based on on that. Even though his finishes have still been very solid, he's you know finished in the top twenty five the last four events, um, but that that doesn't seem like a sustainable thing for him. He gained four and a half strokes putting last week, seven and a half at the API. That's uh, you know that's that's doesn't yeah. seem like it's a long term strategy for success. So I will fade Sanjay, who I love normally. Um, yeah. Going down to that next range, um, this is how rough the field is. Taylor Gooch riding Sunday's round, uh, where he really made a, a nice charge. He's at plus 3,500. I got a couple guys in this range that I've already bet. Um, Keegan at plus 4,000. Cameron Tringali at plus 4,000. Cam Davis at 4,500. Our boy Rick at 4,500. Kirk. Brennan Steele at plus 4,500. And my favorite news of the day was that Sam Burns withdrew, so I didn't have to burn God, him. You don't have to waste money on him. I didn't have to waste money on him because he's been really bad the last two weeks. Um, who you like out of this bunch? Like I said, I already bet a couple, and I'll talk about them in a second. Yeah, I, I'm i going to ride Sunday's, uh, Sunday's good play. I, I think Taylor Gooch, even though, why does he not have a Y in his first name? Mm. Does that bother you? It's a, it's a I thought it was a misprint. T A L O R Gooch. I mean, that's terrible. Anyways, yeah. um, it, those those odds aren't very good though for a guy who's never won before plus thirty five hundred. But yeah. there's not a there's not a bunch of great options here. I'd probably go with him. I think you know guys who like we we've talked about. I think even in our first show uh, that we did on golf, guys who play well on Sunday of the previous week can generally take that that good play and, and carry it over to the next event. So there might be some value in that in, in either a top finish and maybe a sprinkle a little bit on for a win. Um, other than that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not even thinking about uh, Ricky Fowler. Um, and I, I do like Brendan Steele at plus 4,500. That's a good number there. Um, I, I think he fits, he profiles the golf course, I think pretty well. He's a guy that I don't mind uh, throwing a little bit on as well. I I bet Brendan Steele today, um, so I I feel very reasonable about him. He's 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 one of those guys that can that can really hit the ball well, and he has a decent course history. Uh, my favorite guy in this range is um, uh, I guess I guess a podcast favorite, Cameron Tringali. We've gone to the well with him a few times, and. Um, I got. He's my first bet of the day today at plus four thousand, and he is. He's got those super balanced numbers across the board, yep. um, and uh, we'll see if he can. You know, he hasn't won yet on tour. That's obviously the the knock against him. But uh, seventh in strokes gained approach, um, pretty good off the tee. So I I trust that he can put himself in position to you know. Have some putts at birdie and and not get into too much trouble. You know the win equity is obviously not there, so that's that's the issue uh, with a guy like that. Uh, but I do like Tringali. I like Steele, and I hate to say it, but Keegan. Mm. 
Yeah, Keegan. Keegan. Uh, so, oh, man, so good at just just ball striking in general, but it gets really rough um, once he's on the green. I mean, first in the field and total ball striking, second approach, 133rd putting. Man, that's tough. Uh, but he wins out of nowhere, though. I mean, literally nowhere. Like, you don't even know he's alive. And then he yeah. wins, like, a playoff event. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it, – I'm not going to feel great about a lot of these guys, but I, I also kind of love rolling the dice. He did pick up two shots putting last week of the players, finished top 30. He finished 10th at API, where he, he wasn't – he was a positive putter as well. Um. So I think okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice on Keegan in that range too. Um, so probably yeah, three guys that I will bet. Well, two I've already bet Tringali and Steele, and I'll probably go with Keegan as well. Um, yeah, and and I'll I'll suffer with probably two of those guys missing the cut. Um, it, it drops <laughs> off. It really drops off here. Um, uh, so we won't name all these names, obviously, but. Uh, the there's there's a couple guys that I don't mind from plus five thousand to plus ten thousand, um, as far as you know, just fitting the course or having decent course history. Um, who you got in this range? It's, it's tough. Five thousand to ten thousand. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw a couple here. Um, JT Poston. Um. He he grinded out, ended up making the cut, I believe, at the players. Um, he, he's a good player. Um, I, I think he's gonna. He seems like he's a guy who's who's gonna win one of these here, and and I, I think he's got some value there at plus seven thousand. Um, the other guy I like is is Brandon Wu. Yep. Also at plus seven thousand. Uh, plus 700 for a top 10. He finished top 10 at uh, in Puerto Rico uh, while the, PG, the the other guys were in uh, playing the concessions at the WGC concessions and hit the ball really, really good. Um, so that's why he's playing. He's a, he's a Corn Ferry guy um, who's a great ball striker on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's one of the, the more consistent guys um, out there. And him being a pretty good uh, iron player there, I – I, I like him to kind of take that momentum there. Um, he's one guy that did uh, did stick out. I, the guy right below him, Patton Kazire, played pretty well last week at plus 8,000. I don't think he's going to win, but he's got that top t- 10, top 20 number that I, uh, they, that I always tend to look at there. Those are the three that kind of really stuck out to me. Um, yeah. Who are you thinking? Yeah, there's some there's some guys in this range that their their names always draw me draw me in. Um, I, I, I wanted to like Mackenzie Hughes more than I ended up liking him after I looked at how he's been hitting the ball. We know that he is notoriously a really good putter, a uh, really good putter on Bermuda, second in this field in putting. Um, ball striking numbers are, are are really rough. They're really rough. He's ninety second in approach. 113th off the tee. Um, so I passed on him. Um, it always seems like there's a random Euro that shows up in this event, doesn't it? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. a, couple of year, a couple of years ago, we saw um, 
you know, Norin almost win, and we've seen Fleetwood. Uh, Luke Donald has played well here in the past when Luke Donald was uh, alive and playing golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I kind of, for that reason, go back to Henrik Norlander at plus eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that really struggles with the putter, but he had a really good run to tournaments uh, not that long ago, and. Uh, uh, the iron play profiles with the course. So Norlander at 8,000, Jim Furyk going with the old guy brigade at plus 9,000. Um, I think with a shorter course and, um, you know, profiling, uh, or really featuring good iron play, we could, could see Furyk flash here. Um, and then my last guy's Ryan Moore at plus 7,000. Um, you know, one of my, one of my old, Old old favorites, Ryan Moore. That is one of your first favorites there. Yeah, he might be my he might be my like the OG of Yeah, my I was guys. just gonna say, oh the OG <laughs> of favorites here. He really is. I mean going back to like twenty ten on, on Ryan Moore, um, who who I think had I mean uh, low key one of the best looks. Um, and so and we, we go back to this a lot, but I, I got to check it out. I think it was around 2010, the Masters, when he, he had the tie and he had the, the vest over it. I mean, if you want to see a, just a sleek look, you got to find that, uh, you know, and I might I might find it and uh, post a picture along with I was just saying, I think this is going to be posted here because, yeah. I mean, that's a, that was a good look. That was pretty, yeah. that's pretty solid. Yeah, and he probably missed the cut. But uh, he looked really good. He looked good doing it. <laughs> so that's that's probably what I'll go with. Um, Michael Thompson is a little interesting at plus nine thousand. He's a past winner here as well, and um, but it's it's it gets rough quick. Uh, any thoughts on on anybody like Mickelson at plus ten thousand? God, this seems like Mickelson could shoot ten over if the wind blows. But Mickelson, yeah, he's he's not. I, I no, not even. Not even close on him. Um, I I can't see him making the cut. I mean, if there if there's any value in him missing the cut, I mean, I think that'd be that'd be your best bet on on Mickelson. He he showed some where he could hit some good shots uh, at the players. Yeah, he did. But but I I just I don't know if the consistency's there, and I think he he kind of takes I think he kind of takes personally these guys that that hit it by him and tries to do a little bit too much and and. Uh, you know, really just kind of gets gets you know swing gets a little bit long and as it always has, but gets a little little wonky and and this golf course will will eat him up if uh, if he's not hitting it you know really really well. Who's who's the bomb over plus ten thousand either for a win or uh, a top ten uh, that you? I've got I've got a couple. And I, I missed the first one here that I should have mentioned a second ago. It was Cameron Percy at plus 9,000. Um, ball striking, I think I saw him top five or six, sixth in, in strokes gained approach. Um, not too bad otherwise. I just don't know if he hasn't played enough rounds to qualify. But, I mean, he, he kind of fits that profile, plus 9,000, plus 800 for a top 10. Um, I'm gonna have something on him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll probably throw a little bit on the wind just because I'm talking about him. And my other guy I like is uh, Richie Warinsky at uh, what is that plus ten thousand. Um, I, I think uh, he's 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 a pretty good player and um, he's been playing okay 
hear lately here that uh, he might be worth a worth a little bit of a flyer to uh, to to get into contention possibly come Saturday or Sunday. The 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 Matthew Naismith pick last week didn't work out for mm. me, the bomb of the week, but uh, uh, I'm gonna. The the guy this week, and I think I I think I picked him at I want to say Mayakoba, and I really liked him there, and I think he finished second to last. Um, Wesley Bryan. Don't do it. Don't say it. God, I knew you were gonna say Wesley <laughs> Bryan. You see that? Okay, I know that he's what is he top twenty and approach. He is. He's a great putter. <sighs> he's a great putter. I mean, this uh, I'm I'm drawn in. I'm drawn in. Um, I kind of, I guess, because I kind of like him too. I just kind of like his personality, and I, I, I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah, Wes Bryan at plus fifteen thousand. Um, that'll be my long shot and a top ten at plus twelve hundred. Um, it could go really sideways for him though, off the tee, like really sideways. Um, uh, beyond that, Tyler McCumber, uh, he kind of keeps flashing. To yes. Me. Uh, at plus twenty five thousand, it's still really low, um, and he he had a good week uh, at Sawgrass, so that's probably my, my last one. And other than that, there's some names down there that could always show up. I mean, there's there's that Bo Hostler sighting at plus forty thousand, but well, I think he uh, shot like plus forty thousand last week. So I mean, yeah. That was his. No, Tyler McCumber. That's a, that's not a bad one. I mean, you can look at him, top twenty, top thirty, top forty. Uh, played good at uh, at Sawgrass there, and I could see he he's got apparently he's got the game enough to you know to, to be halfway decent. So um, or, or um, a guy I work with uh, calls him McGruber. Um, so sh- uh, yeah, shout out, uh, shout out, Ted, um, who has has gotten into the deep into the golf betting scene. So I'm I'm happy about that. He's like, "Did you bet McGruber?" And I'm like, "Is that really his name?" He's like, "I said McCumber." Yeah, McCumber. Um, uh, so it's not the it's not the not the SNL character, um, but I, I really enjoyed that. Um, that's it for picks. Do you have any other props matchups you like? I uh, haven't had the chance to review those, so what we're going to do is we'll look at those and have those posted by Wednesday on the uh, Facebook and Instagram page. Uh, I'm going to try to get a – we had our, our my matchup from last week, uh, end up having to, to trash that because uh, Harris English ended up withdrawing. But I'm sure we'll find uh, – we should find some separation here with these uh, full tournament matchups here, and we'll, we'll look at the make and miss cuts, and hopefully we'll come up with some uh, – some little little smaller bets that we can uh, we can hopefully have some success on. Lately, those haven't been great, so we'll 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 do a little bit more uh, research yeah. and hopefully be able to hit something here. Yeah, the uh, I think Mark hit Paul Casey top ten, so we hit yep. that one. Um, and other than the JT pick, I think it was a lot of strikeouts. But uh, yeah, that's a tough know, event though. It's it tough really one, is. But, but hey, when you hit the when you hit the homer, that's that's all you need. And uh, we'll see if we can do it again. Um, your like like Johnny said, your best bets on Instagram and your best bet on Facebook. We'll have those picks up probably by Wednesday afternoon, and we'll have it on our Facebook stories, Instagram stories as well. Uh, Johnny, thanks again, and uh, 
let's. I, I actually love these kind of tournaments where the we, fields are a little bit weaker. Um, I think it's kind of fun to see who can make a run that's, uh, you know, someone that's pretty far down the board and uh, fun golf course. So I think this should be a good week. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's going to be some carnage out there. Uh, there's going to be some high scores, and these guys are going to struggle, and that's always fun to fun to watch it. And hopefully, we've uh, we got a winner here that uh, we talked about today. Yep. Yep. Let's get another one, and uh, going into probably an even more impossible week next week at the WGC oh. match play, which uh, I don't know how we're going to do that one, but we'll figure it out. Um, once again, thanks again for listening to your best bets, and we'll catch you next time.